Well, you know, we have a guest today. Uh, we're going to bring her on, but let's just talk about what's going on in the market thus far. Um, um, what are you finding? Is anything you interesting that you want to talk about in the mortgage market? I know I'm seeing a lot of, um, I'm still seeing a lot of bidding wars. I'm seeing a lot of price action. Um, you know, it's, I always say it's tough as a mortgage agent when you start getting into these bidding wars because everyone's asking me for like a surety on an approval, but I can't give it. So. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk about a real life situation, like not going to get to too many details, okay. but I do have a client, well, set of clients mm -hmm. that um, purchased, um, they purchased June mm -hmm. um, of 2020. Okay. And so just last year, so just, just last maybe year, like eight months ago, eight months ago. So they purchased June, 2020, they closed on the townhouse, um, in August. So it's a townhouse in, in, in Ajax In Ajax. Okay. So they purchased and they paid, um, don't quote me, but probably in and around six fifty. Mm. Okay. Um, closed. So bought it in June, closed in August, mm -hmm. and they just sold this week for 815,000. So what did they buy it for six fifty? You said in and around six fifty. Wow! Right. So what are they doing? So their plan was always to get a detached home. Mm -hmm. Just based on the client situation, um, we were waiting on a couple of things to kind of pan out. Now yeah. those things have panned out, okay. so they are in a position to qualify for obviously a, a higher mortgage, um, and they're going to take advantage of the increases that they've made from nice. that purchase in June. So again, purchased in June, closed in August. And now we are where we are in the sense of they've sold it firm, same day, one day, 815000 well, for a townhouse. Kudos, kudos to them. So I guess, you know, let's, let's highlight a couple of things that's going on in that story. So number one, you know, your clients were able to take advantage of the increase in the, the valuations of their house. So you got to look at it right now. If you're a client and you're looking at... Um, your value of your property going up, you got to really determine, you know, what's, what's going to be your next step. And you may get that quick, that step quicker. Like you see how Nicole's client is now becoming uh, a homeowner of a detached house from a townhome. So now they could take advantage of that excess equity that they have available. So I think, you know, although the prices are going crazy and they're going up, there are some situations where people are really benefiting from the increase in the, in the pricing right now. So mm -hmm. I think everyone needs to either take a look at either maybe even possibly refinancing. Um, if you're in a variable rate, uh, start looking at seeing if you want to lock in because it looks like rates might be creeping up a little bit. Yes. And uh, yeah, like take advantage of this equity because um, like, you know, it's lack of supply. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about demand and supply. Yes, you yes. Know? And a price that I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, I was like, the price is a house is what someone will pay for it. You know, what's yeah. something worth? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not what it's worth. It's what someone will pay. Right. So you can't really sometimes determine what you're going to be going with and how the valuation and how you're going to be assessing your current situation. So kudos to your customer. Like yes, I'm very, yes. that, that's a, that's a great situation. Yeah. So, you know, now, now they got to find a house. Now they have to find a house. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. But yeah, that's real life situation. It's just like, you know, eight months, as you mm -hmm. said, from the time when they signed that initial contract to where we are today, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. Like I, I know people who are kicking themselves, you know, in the sense of saying, I wish we had, you know, jumped in, the market sooner. Mm -hmm. And what I will tell you, um, at the end of the day, 
real estate is something that I strongly support, strongly believe in. I know Jason strongly supports and believes mm -hmm. in it as well, but you know, you have to get yourself prepared. You have to build the confidence to just get in. Yeah. Right? You yeah. got it. You got yeah. And then you got to take those steps. So I guess, um, um, let's just talk about some of the recent news that I'm seeing that I was paying attention to this week. So, uh, before we bring on our guests, um, there's a, there's a big, you know, what we need in Canada and what we're seeing is, uh, we need a surge in supply. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at this article from Yahoo Finance. A big surge in supply is what Canada's housing needs to slow down. Because what I'm seeing is that there's just lack of inventory. A house goes up, it's gone. There's 60 offers on a house. So what do you think, um, you know, some of the things that maybe the, the government or, you know, we should take into consideration now that there needs to be more supply? Like, it, do you think there needs to be some sort of like brand new agenda from like the Canadian government to bring on a whole bunch of housing or like, could that even cause some imbalances in the market that we don't want? Um, no, I agree with you. And this is why we have to figure out a, a housing solution. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that, that's a bigger, you know, conversation, mm -hmm. even outside of what we're having at the moment, but there needs to be a housing solution in, sen in the sense of saying, you know, how do we help individuals with this affordability? How do we help people with the marketplace? Um, so many different things to kind of look at as far as um, figuring out solutions and options for, um, for people coming in. Because when we're looking at it, you know, mm -hmm. 815,000 for a townhome, you know, when we look at the type of income that somebody needs in order to actually even qualify for that, we're going to start looking at it. It is going to be putting it on the fringe of having higher income earners, mm. right? So then my only concern is what ends up happening to that middle ground client, you know, that mm -hmm. client that perhaps makes 60,000, you know, that client that probably makes 80,000 mm -hmm. and that's their top end. Um, realistically for people to get into the actual market, um, what ends up happening is um, they need, a, they significant need assistance, of, significant yeah. assistance, right? But you have to look at it on this side. If you're going to say Toronto is going to be a world-class city, like, you know, New York, London, Hong Kong, these places, like these prices are elevated as it is, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you can't have a city that's going to be a top ranked city, but then still want affordable housing because mm. the city can't grow in that sense. So it's like, we have to also determine like, you know, what, what, what makes sense for our economy and yes. what we want as an individuals. Cause you know, on one hand, I would say, I agree with you, but then prior to the reason the prices are growing is cause the city is growing. But then, okay. So I agree with that. Um, but then we have to talk about inflation and mm -hmm. wages. This is why I say this is such a bigger conversation <laughs> than just even what we have, right? It's the wealth effect. Because, <laughs> but it's true, but it's true. It's like, are people then getting adequately paid? Like, yeah. what does that look like? You know, uh -huh. so that people can afford to live in this, you know, big city, you know? Um, and then outside of that, it's reminding people that, you know, we, the, the country, Canada doesn't only reside around mm -hmm. certain cities, there's so many other places that people can look to. Mm. And this is conversations I've been having with my clients as well lately is saying, okay, you can't afford now Durham. Mm -hmm. Where else can you look? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't afford Peel. Where else can you look? Yeah. You know, um, being open to new, um, you know, locations, yeah. being open to understanding that real estate has no borders yep. in the sense of, you know, you don't have to buy real estate here simply because somebody else bought it here. Yeah. I know people who have successfully, you know, 
remain renters in mm -hmm. the city, but then own property in other parts of the country. So I think these are the types of conversations that um, need to be brought up, need to be um, explored and, you know, give people the opportunity to start thinking outside of the box because people get so caught up in thinking that you can only, you know, get into real estate one way. Yeah. So let's like, you know what, now that we're on it, like, I'm just going to, let's talk about like a couple of tips people can take in order to uh, determine, you know, to work with mm -hmm. somebody. Right. So as an example, like, you know, maybe you need to find a, a co-signer, work with somebody mm -hmm. and um, help you increase that value of your approvability. Yes. Right. Uh, another solution could be is uh, you could work at, instead of uh, buying work, like you say, with your client, Maybe you buy a rental property. Yes. You can't really afford in this space. Mm -hmm. You may be able to afford um, somewhere outside like Hamilton or Oshawa or Bowmanville and use it as a rental property, but you live where it's convenient for you to work. Exactly. So you're still in real estate and then That's you're growing it. that way, right? Yep. And I think these are the conversations that we need to have because, you know, real estate is what it is, right? Yeah. And yes, I know people are feeling squeezed. They're feeling like they're being X'd out, but now what other solutions can we come to? To your point, Toronto is a world-class city. Mm -hmm. um, Canada is a world-class country. So it only makes sense that our prices are going to be reflective of what these first-class, you know, cities and countries are also reflecting. But then do not feel discouraged and feel like you can't do it. It's just maybe having a different way of approaching real estate. Exactly. Yeah, you just have yeah. to look at it totally different and you have to just focus on... Um, you know, what works for you. Correct. So I'm so happy. Um, I believe our guest has now joined us, Crystal. How's it going? Good morning. Crystal. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Amazing, so, amazing um, to have you on. I'm excited for this conversation. Um, you know, Crystal is um, somebody that I've known for, for many years, and I'm just so happy to see all the amazing things that are happening within your own life as far as, you know, both on a personal and on the business front and the things that you are passionate about. And I thought it was super important to have you on as a guest today, just to kind of help really educate people on other options when we're talking about wealth building, because we are the wealth effect and we want to yes. give people options and different ideas, even outside of what Jason and I are most passionate about, which is the real estate piece. Um, because if we're trying to really push the community forward, um, there, it, it takes a full tool pan. Let's put it that way. You know, some people might be the hammer. Some people might be the nails, the screws, you know, you know, as a metaphor. Um, so not everyone is going to be a hammer. Not everyone's going to be, you know, the, the screws, there has to be a good mix. And I mm -hmm. think this is why your conversation is going to be a, a well-needed conversation for this um, show and for our audience, because it lets people know that there are other things that they can think of that are outside of the box that help to build community, help build wealth and help build legacy. Okay. So um, thank you again, Christelle, for joining us. If you want to give us just a little bit of a background of who you are um, so that everybody um, gets familiarized. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that lovely intro. Um, it's an honor for me to be here. I love, you know, the, the discussions that you guys have on the wealth effect needed conversation for the community. And I'm just really honored to be here. Um, so yeah, just a little bit about myself. So I am recently appointed as the new president of the Canadian Black Chamber of Commerce. Um, at, yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm extremely excited and happy about, you know, some of the forthcoming initiatives that we have and really 
working forward to really, you know, on a national level, making sure that Black entrepreneurs across Canada are getting the right support that they need to grow their companies and, and businesses. Um, so in addition to that, so actually prior, you know, if I go uh, just a little bit about myself, I am an entrepreneur. I run my own company as well, where I run an agency where we specialize in corporate partnerships, um, digital strategy, and crisis management as well with businesses and different organizations. And we just develop different or, um, you know, strategies and, and to implement and, and grow their, their platforms. Um, and then prior to that, I actually have a lot of corporate experience. I have a, a, a finance background. So I worked in a lot of financial institutions in, in different capacities to really help, you know, develop different products and programs. So yeah, I kind of have that marketing finance tech background um, and then now I kind of combined all of those things together uh, because you know although I was always working professionally I've also always been involved on the community side so just helping out with different initiatives um, at the government level um, as well. Perfect and then um, for those of you who may not know um, Christelle is also um, a francophone right? Yes. Which yes. Is great. And you know, the reason why I love it, because, you know, a lot of people neglect to um, appreciate the Frank, the Black Francophone population that we have here in Canada. You know, I think we all take it for granted that, oh, you know, everybody is English speaking and, you know, but there are so many different countries that, you know, you know, either migrated to this country that are of Francophone background, or simply you could have been born in another province, right? So um, when I met Christelle, she was pretty newer to the Toronto um, scene. Yes, Do you want to yes. kind of give us some background on that as well? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm originally from Montreal and I moved to Toronto probably about five, five, six years ago. Um, and I transitioned here. So I, I, I grew up there and living in different cities. And so when I moved to Toronto, you know, one of my key things was, I, luckily for me, I was able to kind of transfer with the company that I was working with. Um, but what really propelled me to move here was just, you know, every time I was traveling to Toronto, um, I just felt that, you know, there was kind of that growth here, a lot more opportunities, especially for the Black community. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, to your point, Nicole, there, we have that large French Black community that's in Canada. And I, I really think it's just great for all of us to come together, right? We're already such a small portion, um, you know, of, of the population. And, and I think us collaborating and, and supporting each other, it just allows us to amplify even more and make sure that everybody really gets the support that they need. But my my move to Toronto has been has been amazing, has been fruitful. Luckily, I had some relationships here that I've been able to kind of grow and extend on. And, and I continue to look forward to just build new connections and, you know, partner with other organizations and people. Yes, I absolutely love that. That's perhaps one of the, the things that I, you know, I, I've always loved and appreciated about you, not just your background, but mm -hmm. the fact that you are community first, right? Because yeah. a, a person that is, a, you know, about building community, even, you know, the, the purpose of this show, it, it you know, because I'm certain there's some great things that Jason and I could be doing every Saturday morning, but why it's important for us is we want to give back, like we want to yeah. be able to teach, educate you know, people as we're learning, as we're growing, we want to be able to also do the same for others, right? And how can we help elevate the community? Um, and that has been something that from the jump, I feel like you've always been um, very consistent and, um, you know, continue to grow on, which is, you know, 
which is why I, I'm not surprised that you've been appointed your new role as the president of the Canadian Black Chambers of Commerce, which is amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, so some just some icebreaker questions. Um, yes, I kind of yes. wanted to know because we're obviously in the social world and we, you know, we want to, you know, see who and who's following who. Um, <laughs> yes. but what are three um, Instagram pages that you follow and why? They could be, you know, a, a vast majority, yes. a, a variety, if you want to put okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 dive in. So I would say um, top three. So I have I follow this page called Lala Delia. So she, her page is, you know, all about vibrating higher, tapping into your, you know, your spirituality to allow you to, to manifest, you know, things that you want, but also just from a conscious standpoint. And I'm a pretty spiritual person. So I really, really enjoy that about her page. Um, another page that I love is Afrotech. Afrotech, yes. I love everything that they have going on with that whole team with Blavity. Um, but Afrotech is great because I'm, I'm super interested in terms of just seeing Black businesses, whether they're securing VC funding, how they're scaling, how they're able to grow. And the fact, you know, and the fact that they're highlighting all these Black businesses, I, I love seeing it and just it's, it's inspiring and, and I love all the work that they do. Um, and then the third page is this actually this page called Black Girl Ventures. Mm. Um, and I, I absolutely love that page because what they have there is really interesting. It's just this whole network of black female entrepreneurs, and but they also tap into securing funding, um, especially because we, you know, we've, one of the things we're realizing now is although there's this huge growth with black entrepreneurs, yeah. one, one of the things that we're lacking is capital. So how do we make sure that these companies are getting the right funding, visibility, and grants opportunities? Um, so that page is really interesting to see because it's really focused from a venture capital standpoint, which I'm, I'm really into just from like, and from investing and, and just my personal interest. But those three are other pages that I, that I absolutely love. I love them. I, I'm going to be following them after we finish the show. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. So you said uh, the, the venture capital one. Yes. That, that, that one sounds interesting. Yeah. Like, yes. um, we're going to go on to a break soon in like a okay. minute. So I feel like if I ask the question I want to ask, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get cut off. We're going to reintroduce the show. Um, you know, I'm Jason Allen John and this is Nicole Williams. And we're the Wealth Effect. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're proud to present a wonderful guest on, on the line. And we're talking a lot of things regarding, you know, the community and business, um, you know, and I, I have a hot question that I, I'm ready. I gotta so, say, like, I've been, so maybe, I'm just sitting here. So maybe say it and then we'll give her the opportunity to think about it over the break and then she can answer. Okay, so, yeah. you know, I think uh, obviously we're in finance too. So I do a lot of business financing on my end um, and work with businesses on trying to get secure financing. Amazing. And I, and I feel sometimes um, that, this, the, this, the issue is, is structure, is having people understanding how they need to structure themselves or their corporations or their businesses for growth. I find that a lot of people like deal with their current situation, but don't look to see like where they're going to be in like five years. Mm. So then when you need capital or need money, it's hard to get it because you're not, you're not set up for that. Right. So yeah. So again, so five maybe, seconds. So maybe, you can think about that. Okay. Think <laughs> about tips that you can share with us that you know helps them get prepared. Got it. Okay. This is Jamie Sparks, and you're listening to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio. Hey, this is Jermaine Robbins, and you're listening to iLive Radio. 
changing the way you listen to radio. Yo, this is Keanu Quinn, and you're listening to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio. This is Lavinia J from the UK, and you're listening to iLive Radio. Attention all musicians, bands, associations, clubs, and organizations that represent collective styles of music across Canada. Now is the time to rebuild our collective music nation. Genres like hip-hop, R&B, jazz, non-profit organization committed to the development of collective music. Free memberships are available now. Collective Music Nation. One voice. Strength in unity. This is Miss Care, keeping you connected with your iLive 5x5, brought to you by iLive Music, sponsored by Independent Hype, and powered by The Hook Entertainment. Contribute to the conversation by using hashtag iLive 5x5. For the latest and greatest in soul music and more, stay tuned to iLive Radio throughout the week. Connect with our team at iLiveRadio.com or follow us at iLive Radio across social platforms. The, 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 the number one hit music station. You're listening to iLive Radio. Changing the way you listen to radio. iLive Radio. And we're back. Uh, again, this is the Wealth Effect show featuring Jason Allen John and Nicole Williams. Uh, we have our guest on the line, uh, Christelle Francois. Do I got that right? Yes, you did. Uh, perfect, yes. perfect. So I was leading... Um, you, you were talking about one of what was the last page you followed the venture yes black girl ventures okay so black girl ventures so i know that you know one of the weaknesses in our community is getting access to funding um but one of my things that why i find that we don't get access to funding because we're not set up for that long-term vision yeah. so i want to know you know i guess let me refine the question a little bit more like you know what are your thoughts and then you know with your new role what, what, what can we do to help people think more of a grander vision than thinking small? Because I think if, you, if you're like, oh, my company is going to be a, mil- a multi-million dollar company, you would start it differently than you usually would start it. Then Absolutely. you're like, oh, I just want to, you know, if say you're selling, um, oh my God, let's say you're selling honey. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, I'm selling honey. I have a really great honey recipe, right? And mm-hmm. your friends love it. So you set up your business, but your business is, you know, sole proprietor, not incorporated, you know, insurance, no nothing, just to sell your honey to people, right? But it blows up. And now all of a sudden you need capital. Because I remember when I was a uh, commercial banker, we would call it like overtrading if you grow too fast, but you don't have right. resources, right? So what kind of things you think that we can do and help the community and just be more prepared to build your business for that growth? Because I think that's what stifles a lot of people is just not being prepared. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think that's a great question and a great point. Um, it's interesting because I think, you know, oftentimes, you know, we tell entrepreneurs the key, the first thing you want to start with is actually having a business plan. Um, but you'd be surprised. A lot of people don't actually want to take that time to develop the business plan and the business plan, you know, it actually forces you to ask yourself those specific questions. Like five years from now, how do you want to grow your business? You know, what do you anticipate? And it allows you to kind of define and iron out what that scale proposition could actually be like mm-hmm. so that that way once you are ramping up you know year over year you could either see are you actually in that same projection that you initially you know established 
or do you need to modify it, right? So one of the things actually at the Canadian Black Chamber of Commerce is we actually have this program called Mastermind. Um, and what Mastermind is, and I think this could be a great resource, whether it's through the program or whether people choose to, you know, explore this on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a program where we have, diff- it's a cohort where entrepreneurs of different levels, whether you're at the beginner stage, you know, maybe the six figure stage per year. And then we have some of the million dollar phases per year. And what we do is we really help them figure out how to actually scale the business, right? What are the pain points to identify? Um, you know, there, they, there's mentors, there's C-suite, you know, advisors as well that from different, you know, um, companies as well um, to really help them understand, okay, how do I now get to the next level? What does that look like? Because, you know, you, you, what you said was, was so key when you're actually going to these banks, you know, they, they're going to, they're going to ask you for a business plan for one, they're going to ask for your financial statements. And so I just think doing that preliminary work is critical. Mm -hmm. And if people don't necessarily know how to, there's resources online, you know, there's BDC offers a free business, business plan template that's available. I think Futurepreneur as well offers those resources. So it's just something that, you know, identifying that if you're not able to just know that it's a weakness of yours and just get someone to help you at least figure that out so that you can get to the next step. Because everyone might not, you know, know how to maybe get started on that. Yeah, I that's true. It. That's I true. Like all, all those resources are great. And, and I think that's what people have to tap into to, to look at their business, right? Because there's so much opportunities, you know, like, for example, like going through this pandemic, yeah. some people weren't able to access some of those government resources just because you weren't even uh, set up properly. Right? Exactly. And it's, exactly. Like, it's like everyone I feel like has a fear of paying taxes. It's, <laughs> it mind boggles me because yeah. we pay so much taxes, but it's about structure, right? And, and yeah. that, you know, it's key for organizations like yourself, uh, Black Chamber of Commerce. And I'll be honest with you, I have yeah. never joined one. I know okay. nothing about them. So I think I need a little introduction. Like, what do you guys do? What is it about? Yes. I, I always read in right. books and it'll be like, oh, you should join Chamber of Commerce to try to get to know people. And I've never done yeah. it in my career. And I think that's <laughs> a bad thing. So people don't follow me. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is a good segue where we can, you know, talk about the Canadian Black Chambers of Commerce. And obviously we know, we've said it, that Christelle has just recently been appointed as the president, the new president of the chamber, right? So do you want to tell us a little bit about the chamber and um, how we can join? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. And too. why, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So, you know, the, the chamber, the Canadian Black Chamber of Commerce, what we are is really, you know, our focus is really to be the hub and, and the ecosystem heart of the Black entrepreneurs across Canada. So we're a national nonprofit organization mm-hmm. and we provide everything from resources, training, um, you know, access through different programs with some of, with some of our corporate um, partners. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, different incubators. Um, and we, on top of that, we also partner with government officials and government entities to also advocate and push forth from a policy standpoint. So that's the, the other thing that I think is critical for people to understand is not only are we making sure that we're providing those resources, but we actually are engaged and involved on federal, you know, municipal and provincial, um, you know, pre-budget consultations, and we advocate and push for policy specifically for the Black community from a, you know, economic equity standpoint. 
Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So are you guys involved in a lot of the things that are coming out in these programs and uh, what Trudeau announced? Like, what was it? I think it was like September, maybe. Yes. Uh, that, those funds and stuff. Uh, uh, do you have some knowledge about that or you can? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Trudeau announced, you know, the $221 million fund last September. Mm -hmm. um, the chamber was involved last year. So actually, even before, you know, me taking on this role last year, I was involved in an initiative that I helped lead. It's called Lobby Day. Okay. And what that is, is basically uh, me, me and a few other leaders, we basically gather some of the top, you know, Black leaders of some organizations across Canada. And we have them meet with different ministers and the prime minister on the federal level to really come forth and advocate, you know, okay, here's what we'd like to put forth, you know, here's the ask, you know, for the Black entrepreneurs across Canada and the Black, you know, the Black community. Um, and so one of the things that we were pushing for was, you know, economic um economic equality, right, for an economic inclusion. Yeah. And so the, not only the chamber, there's a, there's a few other Black organizations that were involved in terms of advocating for this as well. Yeah. Um, so it was really a collective effort. And I, and I really think it's important for people to know that, you know, when you, when people, when you guys heard about this announcement, there yeah. was, it's multiple Black organizations that came together to really advocate and push for a specific budget that was going to be for the black community um, to make this happen. So, yeah. I love it. And you know, organization. it's organizing <laughs> and that's what it is. And that's why yes. those are the things that I fell in love with Christelle about, because again, um, it's about community. So it's yeah. like, we realize that there's a work that is bigger mm -hmm. than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And yes. you um, obviously took up the, 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 the cause on your yes. back and yes. say, okay how can I help to push the narrative you know instead of I, I know yes we have been disadvantaged yes um, but instead of crying about it let's see how we can bring forth some solutions right so I love it lobby day like I think yes. in that That's name cool. it's such a powerful name because I totally understand what the purpose is mm -hmm. right as a result of lobby day and initiatives like that we yes. are seeing the changes to policies that are coming forth which is Ex great yeah yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we, we're really happy um, about that and to kind of see that roll out. And then, you know, people are, are kind of able to apply. Um, but just to answer the other part of your other question. So how do you, how can you join the chamber? And, you know, what are some of the, some of the benefits? I want to make sure I speak to that. So you can just go on our website. You can, you know, we have a join our membership section. There's different tiers for the type of business that you have. Um, and it allows you to also tap into the directory of all the other black entrepreneurs that we have. Um, and what it does, it, it just allows you to be in contact with some of these other black entrepreneurs it allows you to get first you know first bid access because through our newsletters and our channels you'll notice that we share a lot of information from you know government contract opportunities funding opportunities so it allows you to be in the loop of some of those key opportunities and information um, and you're able to just you know also bid on, on other contracts as well oh wow it. that's amazing and there's some great events i've signed up myself for some of them um hey. that are coming out so i know you have i'm just looking at the actual flyer so yes. for business and sell to the government so that's something yes. that's coming up next week i'm actually yes. registered um, amazing anybody who has a business maybe thought about ever you know building a business to be able to sell um, yes. I think we should all, you know, register for this. Um, we will share this on our Wealth Effect page as well later today, just, you know, to get more information. And yeah, the Grow your, Yourself and Your Business. There's another um, event that's happening, um, yes. which is next week, Wednesday, the February 24th. 
you know, so there's a lot of great things that are available to, to members and to obviously the public, but mm -hmm. the whole purpose of these events is to help really um, push um, and elevate all of us who, you know, yes. have desires in business or personal growth, because even if you're not in business, mm -hmm. you know, these are still good things from a personal growth and personal development mm -hmm. um, yes. that are good. So some events may be free. Some events may have a bit of a charge, um, mm -hmm. but I think it's, everybody should be tuned in and tapped in to the Canadian Black Chambers of Commerce, Commerce and not only um, entrepreneurs. It's not Agreed. only for entrepreneurs because mm -hmm. you never know in your walk of life you know, um, where relationships will become important. Or how you get inspired to exactly. do something, right? You yeah. might, you might yeah. go to a room wanting to do something and come out something differently, right? So um, that's where inspiration comes from, from meeting a lot of people and uh, networking. And I know I say this and I haven't done it much, <laughs> but, you know, I believe in it, right? So I, I'm a strong believer in that. And even myself, like, I think... Um, you know, our community has to get more involved in together. Like, like what you said is you guys, if individually you guys went to the government knocking on their doors to ask for these programs, they probably wouldn't listen. But if all of you guys exactly. come together and you do it, like they're mm -hmm. listening. And I think, um, you know, I say this with real estate, you know, um, when you look at real estate and you look at developments, a lot of these builders don't work by themselves. Mm -hmm. They work with multitude of people. Or sometimes when uh, buildings are being financed, they're financed by three or four different banks, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. so people are working together on these larger scales, people that you would look as competition. You know, us as a culture, we should also be, you know, working together for all of our individual programs and what we want to do, because I, obviously we're better together than apart, right? So yeah. glad to hear that. I'm excited to see what you guys are going to, what one of the, some of those resources are going to turn into. Um, but I know a lot of it is like what we were talking about before is just being prepared for the future um, structure in your business. And a lot of it has to do with just that. So if we can educate people, because a lot of times people come to me, like you say, with no business plan and don't even know what a business plan is. Or, right. You know, like, like, where's the, where do I go, Jason? What's my first step? Right. And it's right. Like, it's online on, on all the time on YouTube, it's everywhere, but it's just like, people need that direction. Cause I yeah. always feel like if you're a business owner, you're, you're focused on the business. Sometimes you're not focused on the plan. That's why in companies you have CFO, CEO, COO, everyone has to pay their part. But mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, like that business savvy, you don't dare. So you have to join with people and, you know, not even be a little afraid to give up some of your business to bring yeah. up one to help you grow. Right. Exactly. Yeah. See the bigger picture. Yeah. And then also the importance of advice, right? So to your point, if you don't know how to develop or write your own business plan, then that's where you perhaps maybe want to hire someone who exactly. has the expertise, who knows how to do those things. Mm -hmm. You know, you just give them the vision and then allow them to do what their part is and you kind of grow from there. I'm so happy about this conversation today because as I said, this is the wealth effect and the, our purpose and our sole goal is to help having have a positive influence on, you know, our listeners and, you know, letting them know that there are options that are available. People of, you know, of uh, um, people that are black are successful, are doing things. It's now our turn to like kind of just band together, see how we can push the narrative even uh, further, as well as see how we can help to improve our individual selves. Because as we're improving, so does the community, so does the nation. And, you know, we just build out this powerful um, new, new narrative in a sense, if you want to put it that way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're 
we're stronger, we're stronger together. You know, it's, it's, that's really the way that I see us continuing to move forward. It's just being united and, and tapping into areas where you might not be, you know, it might not be your, your strong point, especially if you're more of a visionary type of entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing is knowing, you know, and there's quizzes that people can do online, like figuring out what is your entrepreneurship style, you know, because there's, there's different profiles, you know, to, to that. So yes. it's really about knowing yourself. Yep. You're absolutely right. So just to switch it up just a little bit, um, what would have been, the, are you a book person or a podcast person? So it's funny. Okay. So I'm more of a book person. Okay. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts though. Don't get me wrong, especially when I'm in the house cooking, you know, I listen to tons of podcasts, but I don't know if it's just the old school in me. I like the smell of new books. Yeah. I, I like to highlight. I like to, you know, keep some, some notes and stuff. So I'm definitely, definitely a book, a book person, but I listen to a lot of different podcasts as well. Okay. So what was the last book or the current book that you're reading? Um, I just started the Barack Obama book. Oh, nice. So I started reading that. It's a, it's a thick one, but it's, it's that really. Scary. I, I picked it up <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm not ready for 600. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just started reading that one. So that's, you know, Obama's like a huge, um, Barack is a huge inspiration to me. And I just think he has a, a compelling story. So that's what I've been reading uh, lately. Yes. You know what? And I remember when I read his first uh, letters to my father. Yes. Yes. That first one, that one was amazing. I don't know if you read the, the, the very first book that he wrote um, before he even became Senator Barack Obama. I think it was released as he was a Senator, but he had written it prior to that. Um, I don't know if you read that, but that was an no, amazing No, I didn't read book. that one yet. Okay. I read, yeah. yeah. I can only imagine what the new one would entail, mm-hmm. um, but it was so raw. So, um, you know, so I definitely have to pick that book up myself. Yes. Yeah, I, I want to read it. Or I might audio book it if he, if he's his, his voice. Yeah, I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like listen I'm to sure them when it's, um, the author is the, the voice. Yes. Um, I like that. I, I'm yeah. a mix. I like, I like both. Yeah. yeah. Like, so for me, I, my preference when I when I really feel like I'm going to be learning something in a book mm-hmm. and I will I actually will read the mm-hmm. physical book similar to right. I highlight I'll take notes I you know my book will be all tattered like you'll see it right yeah. um, but if it's something that I know I probably read already or I just want a refresher in then I will listen to like the audio mm-hmm. um, right. but my first go-to would be the actual book mm-hmm. right. right now I have the Cicely Tyson um, book Ooh. that I Yes. So that's what I'm working through in Mm. addition to some other like more personal development books, but that is my, like on my coffee table by my bedside, like (laughs) with me when I, when I'm reading. I have to read that one too. I heard great things. Yes. And I, what I find so, so amazing about that, um, just to kind of segue in with that as well, is the fact that she released the book two days is it two days or three days before she ended up passing? So I'm like, this is a book that like Mm -hmm. in her own words, you know, she probably had somebody help her write it, you know, but it was in her own words. It's her own story. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what a a, a great way, like what a great gift for her to give the world right before she passed, you know? Probably has some amazing stories in there. Yes. So um, I also wanted to get into your actual firm because I know we talked yes. some time talking about the Canadian Black Chambers of Commerce, which yes. is great. And again, I know that um, myself, definitely membership is, is happening and I'm okay. excited for all the events that are coming out. But I do want to kind of talk a, a little bit more about your actual firm, your company, Untold & Co. Agency. Yes. 
Yes. Um, so we're going to be heading into a break, maybe in the next two to three minutes. But if you want to make, just give us a brief introduction as to what the agency is, and then we can kind of get into the meats and potatoes of it once we come back. Yes, absolutely. So Untold & Co. Agency, we're a firm that be, and we, where we develop different digital strategies and uh, revenue models for organizations and businesses to help them scale through PR strategy, corporate partnerships, and uh, digital, you know, digital analytics. Mm, okay. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's, it's basically all-encompassing in a sense. Right, right. So for, you know, for each business, it's a little different what we customize, but those are kind of our key pillars. And we create like an overall strategy that's going to implement all those things to really amplify also revenue. So because of my business background, sometimes I don't, I'm not just coming in from like a marketing, you know, creative standpoint, but also how does this convert into actual sales and actually helps you grow um, the business from an ROI perspective. Yeah. And I think that's so important because um, I think everybody who's perhaps on social media, we always get these DMs that says, hey, hire me, I can take care of your social media marketing, or I can take care of this marketing. Um, but what I like about what you're saying with your agency is it's not just about growing the, the appearance, it's how yeah. the, um, these numbers translate into dollars and cents. Because exactly. I say it all the time, people can have over 10,000 followers, but if they're not able to influence people to buy what they're selling, does those 10,000 followers make any difference? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll probably yeah. talk a little bit more on that just after um, the break. Perfect. I'm definitely interested in learning more about that. Um, but we're probably 30 seconds out from our, um, our commercial. So again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, this is The Wealth Effect brought to you by CTMS with your host, myself, Nicole Williams and Jason Allen John. And we are joined this week with our uh, beautiful guest, Christelle. So we're going to be back shortly. Still got 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little early. <laughs> <laughs> yes. this, is, this is great, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm loving this conversation, guys. Oh, that's Perfect. good. We're loving Hi, it, too. This is Michonne Young, and you're listening to iLive Radio, supporting independent artists from all around. This is Ronnie Sia, and you're listening to iLive Radio. Radio, changing the way you Listen to radio, listen to radio, listen to radio. It goes it down goes right down, here, right down, right here, right here, right here on iLive Radio. Yo, this is Razan here, and you're listening to iLive Radio, changing the way you, I, we listen to radio, 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 radio. What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and you're listening to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio. My beautiful people. It's your man, Tayanis. And right now, you got it locked to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio around the world, baby. Nothing makes you look, feel, and perform better than a tailor-made suit. Just like a tailor-made suit, a mortgage is not a one-size-fits-all solution. Canadian Tailored Mortgage Solutions will customize a mortgage to perfectly suit your needs. Come and get fitted for your mortgage today at one 834 93 or, six. or reach us on the web at ctmortgagesolutions.com. COVID safety protocols are in place. Brokerage license number 13228. This is Miss Care, keeping you connected with your iLive 5x5. Brought to you by iLive Music. Sponsored by Independent Hype. And powered by The Hook Entertainment. Contribute to the conversation by using hashtag iLive 5x5. For the latest and greatest in soul music and more, stay tuned to iLive Radio throughout the week. 
Connect with our team at iLiveRadio.com or follow us at iLiveRadio across social platforms. You're listening to, you're listening to iLiveRadio. Here are some words of wisdom. Don't change your station. Don't, don't change your station. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Wealth Effect Show with Nicole Williams and Jason Allen John, sponsored by CTMS. Uh, we got Christelle Francois on the line, and we're getting into just, you know, a little bit more about her own business. So I'm curious, like, what type of customers do you uh, work with? Yeah, um, there's quite a range. So it'll go anywhere from, you know, we have companies where it could be like an insurance company, you know, different actual enterprise model companies where we help with certain like PR and and marketing opportunities. Um, And then we'll also work with individuals. So I have clients that, you know, own their own restaurant. So how do we develop their brand to kind of scale that up and and brand also, you know, the chefs and the the restaurants and things like that. Um, And I have clients also, you know, that are, you know, just independent you know they have their own personal brand and that they are looking to you know develop additional products so we and and that that really varies and then we also work with other nonprofits, so socially driven organizations as well so for for example when I when when I speak in the capacity of corporate partnerships Mm -hmm. so that's also from sponsorships so I've worked with a lot of conferences where we've helped secure the sponsorship element of of the event of the conference um, you know We've done events with Nobel Peace Prize winner Malala, where we have to secure, you know, large funding. So it's doing the outreach to these corporate partners, you know, negotiating the terms, and then also establishing what the actual marketing activation looks like at the actual conference. So that's kind of, you know, another example. So we kind of have different types of clients. That's why I was mentioning it's really just customized and tailored um, for, for each business. Wow. I love it. I love it. Um, and how long has the business been up and running? Yeah, so it's funny. So prior to, so this specific company has been running officially now. We're probably at three, four years, mm-hmm. three, four years for this specific company. But before I was doing just some freelance consulting. So mm-hmm. I had been consulting for the past eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, I really need to scale this, right? And, and grow and, and establish a team to really formalize it much more because before it was a lot more like independent contracting and I just wanted to have you know a company that was structured that had all those different pillars as well so yeah the company has been about like four years but I had been you know consulting for for about eight years prior oh wow amazing oh that's that's really good so uh, it just sounds like it's a it's a mix of uh, different stuff so how has uh you know I guess COVID affected your business because you did talk about some events. Um, yes. What do you think of the pivot of what's going on in the future? Absolutely. So from a from an events perspective, it's definitely you know impacted everything that's like you know conferences and in person and things like that. Um, however, my business has actually picked up because what happened. You know, and thankfully, um, because what happened is during COVID, because a lot of companies either they were already digital, but maybe they weren't, it wasn't maybe like their core focus. Mm -hmm. So now because everyone really had to pivot and be digital, Mm -hmm. um, it, we got more business because people wanted to figure out how do I now enhance my digital presence? How do I make sure that my, Mm -hmm. you know, SEO is fully up to par? How do I make sure my brand stands out? You know, so Mm -hmm. it's actually, it's actually been, you know, uh, uh, increased for, for us. And then in terms of conferences, a lot of them have moved 
you know, to a virtual experience. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, okay, we're being virtual, but people can still find ways to have a virtual experience that's still unique, right? So mm -hmm. whether it's just sending out customized sponsorship boxes or just adding that additional touch that still allows people to feel connected to the brand, even though that it's a virtual uh, conference. So we help with things like that as well. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So that, that's good. And so what do you think of uh, things that will, like, obviously everyone wants to go back to normal and go back to the, the conferences, but how do you think businesses and what should we do as a business to adapt going forward? Like yeah. So, yeah, no, great question. So actually I, I think that people shouldn't, you know, wait or hope kind of just for things to be back to normal. Mm -hmm. I think people really need to just accept the new reality and, and change kind of the model of their business because mm -hmm. even, you know, personally, I, I do think that even if things go back to normal and I'm inserting air quotes here, there's still going to be limitations in terms of capacity. There's still going to be, you know, you're still going to need to have that virtual and in-person experience. So mm -hmm. I just think it's, right? So I just think it's critical for people to accept that new reality and just think about creative ways and innovative ways to present their business in a different way and, and promoting it in different ways. And the upside to it is that it allows you to sometimes reach a larger you know, demographic, like, you know, yeah. for conferences, maybe you were just in your specific city, but now you have to customize your marketing to maybe reach a wider, you can reach more people, but people that are actually more interested in the topic. So I think it actually presents the opportunity for a lot of new business ideas to come into the marketplace. You know what I mean? I think it's a great time, actually, because in moments like this, I think if you, if you look back in history, you can moments like this is actually when a lot of innovation can be created and businesses yeah. can really skyrocket right because Correct. i believe that. you can identify solutions that's needed right now yeah yeah i love yeah. it mm -hmm. and, and you know what even with that being said with um people being so focused on the seo the, the online marketing and all of those things what do you say like for for us um mm -hmm. as individuals yes um who have our own personal brands what um just thinking of a listener or somebody who's similar, what is a good conversion rate? So is it 10%? Is it 5%? Like, what do you find is a good conversion rate when it comes to, you know, now you have an ask, this, there's a sale, and now how are you able to now convert those, those actual followers or supporters into an actual sale? What right. Would you, what would you say is like, a, I guess, a standard um, conversion rate. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's different things to consider when it comes to your conversion rate, because you could have high conversion, you know, in terms of engagement, high conversion in terms of, you know, people being, you know, responsive to your business or, or your content. But in terms of actually transitioning that into sales, um, from your marketing to your sales, you would want ideally a conversion between, you know, 10 to 20%, like that's definitely a great kind of benchmark mm -hmm. to see that, cons that consistent growth. And what's more important is you want it to be consistent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes you'll, will, you know, there'll be moments where let's say you have a huge, maybe you increase your marketing budget. And so now you have more visibility and you might see that specific spike during that timeline, but how do you then sustain that? So I think what's more important for people to focus on is seeing that consistent month, even if it's a small increment, increments, right? So you can start off where you're just seeing like little, a little less than 5%. 
But if you're seeing that consistent growth, then that's an excellent, excellent sign. Even if you're moving by really small, smaller margins, yeah. um, it, it's, it's, it's a great sign. I think that's more important than just, you know, because you can spend the money and get all that visibility for like two months, mm. but you want to have a sustainable model where it's kind of consistent and you're really getting that nice rapport with, with your, with your fan, your, your customers or your, you know, your supporters. So that's why I think it's important to have different channels of communication. So okay. not just through social media, but yeah. for, for, you know, especially now because it's so saturated, but how do you have an engaging um, email marketing campaign where you're following up with those customers and you have that content, right? Um, do you also need to perhaps create a separate, you know, membership area where just you and those and that community can have a closer proximity especially now that things are virtual people still want to feel connected right it's it's human nature um so i think it's just also looking at other channels than just social media because it really allows you to build those bonds and get those referrals for your business as well and to be clear this is something that you're able to assist people through your agency uncover discover and kind of work through the plan with them Absolutely. Absolutely. So we look at, we initially will do a complete audit. So we'll look at how is your company currently performing online? You know, what are your competitors currently doing? What are some opportunities that we see perhaps your company can grow into? And then once we do that full analysis, we create a whole strategy. We walk the client through that. And then we kind of begin to implement those changes and we evaluate to see, you know, what that growth is like as well. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Like honestly, a lot of people, like uh, someone I follow online, Gary Vee, he always says like, you have to be your own media company. So it seems yes. like a lot of the stuff that you're doing is setting your clients up to, uh, I guess, uh, control their message. Yes. Put out there and, um, and how people receive them. One thing that you talked about a bit was the membership. Um, I'm curious about that because I think yeah. um, a lot of us professionals, um, you know, everyone's giving at your time. And mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff in social media is like your free time. So how do you uh, make sure you're, you're also getting compensated for the, the work that you do do instead of just always just giving yourself for free, up, right? Yeah. Right. Like the burnout, you know, especially mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think, you know, part of the business model is also implementing processes, right? Mm-hmm. So if even if it's the question of people just sending you DMs, wanting to schedule something, making sure that you have that process of, you know, the scheduling, you know, even things as small as that is like making sure you have that scheduling link available where it's just your specific availabilities for people to contact you. If you want to allocate a specific fee for that consultation, you can, that way you don't feel that, you know, you're losing time or anything like that, but it's, it's creating those processes that allows you to have boundaries and and limits in terms of what that interaction looks like. Um, And then also what, what in, in speaking in terms of the membership aspect. So you know how there's different companies where they'll have those private Facebook groups or, you know, there's other forms that you can use where it's private, it's custom. Um, So sometimes even considering whether you're getting an intern or someone to help you, you know, do the responding and and the engagement so that you, because especially if you have a business model where it's mainly about you and what you can do for the client, um, long-term, it can be challenging because you want to make sure that you have a team in place that can help you, you know, implement those things and you can help with kind of 
continuing to grow the business and, and help it scale and help it grow. So I just think it's important for people to make sure that they try and secure some help for the responding, right? Um, but implementing those processes so that you have an onboarding process for anybody that's reaching out, you have to look at them as a potential client. So if they're reaching out to you, this person might be a potential client. Let's schedule that, you know, maybe that free initial consultation call, 30 minutes. And then now the next step is, okay, are we discussing a potential proposal or contract so that now they're an official client and then you can kind of move on to the next steps. But that process really allows you as an entrepreneur to be streamlined. And then if you bring on an intern or an assistant, it's easy to delegate as well, right? So that you're able to kind of just keep moving forward. I love this. This is perhaps one of my, like, I'm not going to say my favorite because other people might be a little jealous. One of my favorite conversations today. Yeah, this one was good. It was deep. And the reason why I think it, 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 I, because I think it's because I learned a lot, mm -hmm. right? Because I think all the other guests up till now, I pretty had a good pulse as to their area of like of their expertise. Yeah, right. This was a little bit different in the sense of, I understand what you're saying, but it's still outside of my own personal comfort zone. So I'm so thankful for you. Um, we are coming towards the end of the show. So we wanted to leave oh, no. last. Yes, <laughs> we're going to have to have you back yeah. for sure. Right? I'd love to be back. Yes, yes. So we're going to leave you with the last minute or so just to close off with anything that you want to share. Let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. They can connect with you. They can connect with the Canadian Chamber. Yes. Um, just, you know, go with that. Yes, absolutely. So anyone, you know, in terms of connecting with us, the website is canadianblackchamber.ca. You can sign up with our membership and really begin to get access to some resources. We have some great upcoming Black History Month events this month, you know, including next week, next Tuesday, um, info session and myth busting session about how to sell, you know, contracts to the government. Um, you can find me on Instagram as lfrancois underscore. Um, I'm sure it'll be shared on, on this platform as well well. And my company is Unsold and Co Agency. So you can also find us on Instagram and, and our website contact details are there. Um, and yeah, I, I hope to be in contact with you guys more. You know, all our information is there. I'm always available to answer any questions. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you guys and, and the, Black the Canadian Black Chamber of Commerce is really here to be a resource to all of our Black professionals and entrepreneurs hey, across Canada. Hey, what's up Toronto? My name is Bosco and you're listening to iLive Radio. This is Dwight Drummond from CBC News Toronto.